Part 10. The Conclusion. Chapter 29. Thursday, March 7th. L. Lawrence looks different from the last time we saw him. He still wears sunglasses, but his beard is gone and he is dressed in an expensively cut business suit. He sits now in DOI interview room A, next to another man who is likely his lawyer. Vera and the female detective sit across the table from L. The male detective sits at the end of the table, poised to take notes. And Sharon, Stephanie, and I watch from behind the two-way mirror, just like law and order. It is an amazing thrill to watch through the mirror. Vera called Evelyn and invited me as the accounting expert, Stephanie as the contract expert, and Sharon as our agency counsel. She did not invite Evelyn. We have clear instructions to listen carefully and to knock twice if L. Lawrence says anything untrue. The female detective begins the interview. Good afternoon, Mr. Lawrence, and thank you for meeting with us again. I'm Detective Vasquez. This is my partner, Detective Duggan, and this is Deputy Inspector General Wong. Yes, I remember. L. leans back in his chair with his arms crossed. This is my attorney, J. Lawrence. Another Lawrence. Stephanie inhales sharply and Sharon snorts. I look through the glass at Vera and her eyes are lit with glee. Detective Vasquez continues. Some new information has surfaced since we last spoke to you. and We have some additional questions. L. Lawrence stiffens and J. Lawrence responds. My client has already provided you with an alibi for that night, which you verified. Here, in case you've forgotten. Jay pulls out his phone and shows Detective Vasquez the photo of L at the gala with the mayor. The detectives exchange glances, and Detective Vasquez smiles. Yes, I remember. Thank you. This is not about the night of the murder. This concerns another matter. L relaxes slightly, and Detective Vasquez opens her folder. She slides a copy of the MacBook receipt across the table to L. He reads it, shows it to J. Lawrence, and shrugs. Then he addresses Detective Vasquez. Yes? So? Do you recognize this receipt? Yes, we purchased the MacBook. For what purpose? We're a business, and we needed a computer. It's a standard expense. I see. Detective Vasquez smiles again and tilts her head. Can you explain, though, why it is charged to the subcontract line? Excuse me? You build the city for a MacBook, but charged it to the subcontract line. Don't you think that's strange? She points across the table to the receipt. L glances at it, annoyed. Not really. We bought it for our subcontractor. Detective Vasquez looks at Vera, and Vera smiles wickedly. Detective Vasquez continues. And which subcontractor was this? Sarah Albright from AWE. AWE? Yes. Accounting with empathy. Too much empathy, if you ask me. All those tears. Tears? Vera's eyes flash, and she glances up toward the mirror. My heart beats faster, and I feel myself grin. Yes, tears. 
She cried at the drop of a hat. She complained to me constantly about Jocelyn. Jocelyn was rude to her. Jocelyn didn't respect her feelings. Was she right? L snorts. Jocelyn was difficult, to be sure. But Sarah's a grown woman, and I paid her to handle Jocelyn. The detectives exchange glances again, and L sits up suddenly in his chair. For the accounting. I paid Sarah to handle Jocelyn's accounting. Jay places his hand on L's arm, and L relaxes. Now Vera takes over. What was Jocelyn's title again? L looks stonily at Vera. Director of Finance. And why did you need AWE to handle your Director of Finance? Because Jocelyn needed help. She needed to develop her skill set. Oh? So why then did you hire Jocelyn as your Director of Finance? He speaks in a low, controlled voice. Because you told me I couldn't use Taylor and Associates anymore, if you remember. Stephanie gulps loudly, but Vera smiles and stands her ground. That's right, I did. And do you remember why? Because Jerome Taylor was family. He was my brother Henry's brother-in-law. Yes, your brother Henry, the board member. Married to Letitia Jones Lawrence, another board member. And Jocelyn? What was her relation to you? He sighs. Letitia asked me to hire Jocelyn. Jocelyn was her sister. Vera's eyes gleam. And you agreed? Yes. It's hard to say no to Letitia. He looks at Jay Lawrence and they both smirk. I see. So you hired AWE to handle Jocelyn and build both expenses to the city? Yes. And you bought the MacBook specifically for Sarah? Yes, I just told you that. Did Sarah ask you to do that? Yes, she insisted. And why was that? Because Jocelyn emptied an entire Vente Soy Vanilla Latte on Sarah's old computer. Jocelyn said it was an accident, but still, it was easier just to pay it. Really? Yes, unfortunately. Sarah came to me in tears. It was a disgrace. Sharon glances at me and raises one eyebrow. Vera pauses thoughtfully. I spoke to Sarah, actually, and she seemed to think that Jocelyn was afraid of you. L stiffens again and lowers his voice. What? Sarah said, let me find my notes. Vera flips through her notebook dramatically. Ah, yes. Here it is. I found L. Lawrence intimidating. And I think Jocelyn did, too. Excuse me? L. sits up suddenly in his chair again and bangs the table. Stephanie gasps and Sharon crosses her brow with concern. I look on, fascinated. Oh, yes. She said it quite clearly. Vera reads more from her notes. I could tell. Jocelyn was afraid. Why would Sarah tell me that? Jay leans in and whispers something to L. L nods and then responds. I have no idea why Sarah would tell you that. Jocelyn was not afraid of anyone. 
the woman was a menace. I couldn't do anything about it because Letitia is worse. The detectives exchange glances and Vera laughs with genuine amusement. Oh? Jay nods. It's true. Jocelyn was a nightmare. May she rest in peace. We were amazed Jerome stuck around for as long as he did. Elle continues. And she was dreadful at her job. There were basic competencies and courtesies that she lacked. And she made our audit considerably worse by responding the way she did. How so? Vera glances in the direction of the mirror again, and I feel a rush of adrenaline. Sarah told me that they couldn't find the receipts for the audit. She recommended that we disclose that to the city, and I agreed. But Jocelyn went ahead and photoshopped her own, leaving me in an extremely awkward position. My, that is awkward. My heart is racing now. Vera's face is aglow. And speaking of Jerome, have you spoken to him about the audit since he was your accountant at the time? Yes, I went to see him last week. He said there wasn't much he could do. Vera can't see me, but I nod. I remember the silver BMW parked by Jerome Taylor's office. The timeline matches. Now Detective Duggan looks up from his notes. So it sounds like you had some pretty good reasons to be angry at Jocelyn. Elle scoffs. Yes, but I didn't kill her. Like it or not, she was family. You've already confirmed my whereabouts for that particular evening. Detective Duggan looks at his partner and nods. Vera nods also, and Detective Vasquez speaks. Thank you for coming in again, Mr. Lawrence. We are done for now, but we'll be in touch if we need anything further. L. Lawrence stands up and puts his coat on. He can't see us, but he's less than a foot away from our faces. We all hold our breaths until he leaves. When they're gone, Sharon nods at Stephanie and I, impressed. I smile politely, and Stephanie turns a light shade of beet. Then Vera raps on the mirror, and we head inside the interview room to debrief. Detective Vasquez smiles when we enter. So, what do we think? Vera claps theatrically. Raymond and Stephanie, thank you for the MacBook receipt. That was most helpful. She catches my eye and I feel a wave of warmth. Then she turns to the detectives. I think we're close now. And you? Both detectives nod, but to my surprise, Stephanie clears her throat in dissent. Um, L. Lawrence said that Jocelyn made the false receipts, not him? Detective Vasquez tilts her head. Yes. Do you believe him? Um, maybe, but it still doesn't explain why the receipts weren't there to begin with, or why he made those strange deposits, or paid everyone in cash, or made his family board members. Detective Duggan snorts. You got that right. Everyone laughs, but Stephanie. Uh, but, uh, um, you let him go? You didn't ask him about those things? Detective Vasquez exchanges glances with Vera and her partner. Then she responds in a reassuring tone. Those are important issues also, but all in due time. Our immediate concern is the murder investigation. Stephanie looks at the floor and nods. 
Detective Vasquez turns to Vera. I'm thinking we do the next interview here? Yes. Raymond and I met with Sarah once already about Hellno's finances, but we didn't finish the interview. Isn't that right, Raymond? I smile politely. Yes, she was too emotional to continue. Detective Duggan smirks, and Detective Vasquez turns to me. So you find it credible, then, how L. Lawrence reported his interactions with Sarah Albright? I do, actually. She nods and turns back to Vera. So how about you reach out to Sarah and tell her that you and Raymond want to finish the conversation about Hell No. Tell her you want to ask about some of the receipts. She'll be more likely to cooperate that way. And ask her to bring scans of everything so you can walk through them together. I'm hoping she'll bring her laptop. My heart beats faster. Will I be in the interview also? Yes, in the beginning. You and Vera will ask the accounting questions so Sarah isn't suspicious. Are you comfortable with that? I feel a new rush of adrenaline. Certainly. Good. My partner and I will be in the room with you, and we'll take over when the time is right. Of course. Vera's eyes gleam. Excellent. So it's settled then. Sharon, I assume you will brief Evelyn appropriately, and Raymond will be in touch. I am floating now. Sharon and I turn to leave, but Stephanie clears her throat again awkwardly. Um, can I watch the interview too? I mean, from behind the mirror again. The detectives look first at each other, then at Vera, while Stephanie turns a deep crimson. Vera responds. Yes, I would like you there also, Stephanie. Please have a copy of Oz's subcontract and all of the billings handy in case we need to reference them. Stephanie makes a relieved noise and smiles, chuffed. I eye Vera curiously and she responds with a nearly imperceptible wink. Chapter 30 Date, March 7th, 4.03 p.m. From vwang at doi.nyc.gov to salbright at empathy.org Copy Raymond Lee, Evelyn Torres Re-request for meeting Sarah Thank you again for meeting with Raymond Lee and I earlier this week to discuss Hellno's finances. As we indicated, we still have open questions pertaining to some of the receipts that Hellno billed to the city. We request that you report to my office on Monday afternoon to resume the conversation. Detectives Rose Vasquez and Patrick Duggan from the NYPD will also be present. Thank you, and please advise your availability for these times on Monday. 1 p.m., 3 p.m., after 4.30. Regards, Vera Wong, CPA, Deputy Inspector General, Audit, New York City Department of Investigation. March 7th, 7.23 p.m., from S. Albright at empathy.org to V. Wong at doi.nyc.gov. Copy Raymond Lee, Evelyn Torres, L. Goldman at goldmanesq.com. Re-request for meeting. Vera, I am available Monday at 4.30. My attorney, Linda Goldman, J.D., copied here, will also be present. Best, Sarah Albright, MSW, CPA, Executive Director, Accounting with Empathy, 
A-W-E. In a world of many choices, won't you choose empathy? March 7th, 8.02 p.m. From V. Wong at doi.nyc.gov to S. Albright at empathy.org. Copy Raymond Lee, Evelyn Torres, L. Goldman at goldmanesquire.com. Re-request for meeting. Sarah and Linda. Excellent. Thank you. Please bring scans of all billings and supporting documentation so we can discuss. Vera Wong, CPA, Deputy Inspector General Audit, New York City Department of Investigation. Chapter 31. Monday, March 11th. Sarah Albright and her attorney are seated at the table when we arrive at DOI Interview Room A. Vera knocks on the open door, and she and I enter first, with the detectives following us. Sarah, how nice to see you again. Thank you for coming today. Hello, Vera. Sarah wears a coarsely knit gray cardigan and a different pair of patterned hipster glasses. Her hair is piled into an untidy bun. You remember Raymond, of course? And these are NYPD detectives Vasquez and Duggan. Sarah and her attorney stand and shake our hands across the table. Pleased to meet you, detectives. I'm Sarah, and this is Linda Goldman, J.D. Detective Duggan nods with recognition. Yeah, we've met. Hello again, Linda. Detectives! Linda Goldman is of advanced middle age and speaks with a husky voice. She wears a gray suit and has dyed brown hair. Sarah and Linda sit back down, and Vera and I sit across the table from them. The detectives take the chairs by the wall. Sharon, Stephanie, and Evelyn watch invisibly from behind the mirror. Linda speaks first. So exactly what is this meeting about? Vera smiles. Didn't Sarah tell you? We were asking her about Hell Knows receipts last week, and we want to continue the conversation. She takes out her laptop and a box of tissues and puts them on the table in front of her. But why are the detectives here? No offense, of course, detectives. Detective Duggan smirks, and Detective Vasquez responds. We are also investigating the murder of Jocelyn Jones, who is director of finance for Hell No. Some of the receipts are suspicious and may be relevant to our investigation. We would appreciate any insight that your client may provide. Sarah nods. I understand. What would you like to know? Vera opens her laptop. Well, let's resume where we left off. Did you bring your records also? Yes. One moment. Sarah reaches into her oversized bag and pulls out a rose gold MacBook. My heart skips, and I glance at the mirror. Vera ignores the MacBook for now. Good. I think we were asking about the salmon receipt. Yes, that's right. Sarah brings up the attachment on her screen. You said you suspected at the time that the receipt was fraudulent? Yes, it was clearly suspicious. I advised them not to submit it to you. Advised who, specifically? Jocelyn, may she rest in peace. And what was her response? Honestly? She looks at Linda, and Linda nods. This was her response. 
Sarah opens another file and turns her MacBook around to show us. I immediately recognize the attachment. It is the photo of Jocelyn raising her middle finger. I laugh out loud. Jocelyn sent that to us also as a response to my audit questions, but she said it was by accident. Sarah purses her lips. She was telling the truth. Read the email. Vera reads the email aloud. Dear Sarah, please see below. I accidentally sent this to the city, but I meant to send it to you. Please consider this my response to your proposal. Vera looks up at Sarah. Why, Sarah, what a horrible thing for her to write. Yes, I know, but it also clearly states that she went against my advice. I agree, it does. Can you forward that to me, please? Sarah looks at Linda, and Linda nods. Then she types and clicks send. Vera's email pings. Thank you. And why do you think Jocelyn went against your advice? Sarah looks down sadly and then looks up again. I hate to say it, but I think she was afraid of L. Lawrence. I think he asked her to cover up the missing receipts. Vera's eyes gleam. Really? She doesn't sound afraid in her email to you. Sarah's tone hardens. She was never afraid of me. She was afraid of L. Lawrence. I see. Vera scrolls through the receipts on her screen. How about this one? A receipt for one space gray MacBook charged to the subcontract line. She turns her lap book around to show Sarah, and my heart quickens again. Is that a legitimate expense? It is, actually. Oh, but they charged it to the subcontract line. Is that just a miscoding? No. They bought that for me. Her face sours. Jocelyn intentionally damaged my old computer when I first met with her. Vera feigns surprise. She did? How odd. Are you sure? Yes, quite sure. She poured her drink all over my keyboard and laughed. Vera's eyes flash. How dreadful. Why would she do such a thing? I don't know, but I asked Helno to buy me a new one, and they did. So that expense is legitimate. Good to know. Thank you. She pauses and writes in her notebook. And is that the MacBook now? She points to the rose gold MacBook that Sarah is using. Well, no. And why is that? What happened to the other one? I had to replace it. It stopped working. That's a shame. When did it stop working? Sarah pauses. About two weeks ago, I guess. Oh, and stop working how? Did Jocelyn vandalize it again? Linda Goldman glances at Sarah and responds for her. Can we move this along, please? She already responded that the MacBook expense was legitimate. But she isn't using it anymore. Did the city pay for a faulty device? Was it still under warranty? Did you try to get a refund for the city? No, not yet. I clear my throat. One thing, though. If you aren't using the other MacBook, you have to return it to the city. See here from your contract? I open my folder and pull out the page from AWE's subcontract. All equipment purchases charged to the city must be tagged, inventoried, and returned to the city at the end of its use. 
I hand Sarah the printed page. She reads it and is silent. Then her lips start to tremble. Detective Duggan speaks now. It's not a problem, really, Sarah. Just give the city its MacBook back and Denmark have returned. Right, Raymond? Yes, of course. My heart is racing now, but my voice is steady. Now Sarah begins to sob. You know, don't you? Vera looks at me and gives an exaggerated shrug. Then she turns back to Sarah. What do we know? She hands Sarah the box of tissues. Who bought the MacBook? Detective Duggan responds. Is there something you want to tell us about the MacBook, Sarah? No, it's just... She takes a tissue and blows her nose loudly. Because it's interesting. We got the forensics report back from the crime scene. And you know what it says? What? Seriously? Linda turns and faces her client. Sarah, don't answer that. Detective Duggan continues. It says that Jocelyn Jones was killed with blunt force trauma. And then he guesses what the murder weapon was? Linda stands up. Okay, that's it. I need a moment with my client. But Sarah isn't done. She looks at me pleadingly. Jocelyn was a terrible person, and you of all people know this. She laughed at me constantly and told me where I could stick my internal controls. And when I objected, you know what she said? Linda shakes her head. Jesus, you accountants! Seriously, stop talking! But Sarah lets out a wail. She said, where's your empathy now? Linda rolls her eyes and turns to the detectives. May I have a moment alone with my client, please? Detective Duggan smirks. Of course, Linda. Take whatever time you need. We'll be outside. Vera, the detectives, and I stand and exit the conference room. The detectives close the door behind us and stand on either side of the door. Vera grins cat-like, and I feel a warm glow. She raps twice on the wall, and Evelyn, Sharon, and Stephanie file into the hallway. We all follow Vera silently to her office. I nod graciously at Stephanie, and she smiles back with the satisfied radiance of a job well done. Bravo, everyone. Bravo. Vera gestures at the chairs in her office, and we all sit down. Evelyn smiles tightly. Thank you, Vera. Vera grins. And thank you, Evelyn, for lending me your staff. They do excellent work. Yes, they do. I nod politely and Stephanie beams. Sharon speaks now. Raymond, that was brilliant showing Sarah the page from her contract. How did you think of that? Oh, well, I didn't actually. Stephanie found that clause. Sharon raises her eyebrows. Well then. Nice work, Stephanie. Stephanie clears her throat. Um, thank you? She turns to Vera. So what happens now with L. Lawrence? Ah, we are not done with hell no. At a minimum, there are many, many, many contract violations that your office will need to address. She glances at Evelyn, and Evelyn scoffs. Agreed. And they will need to find a new accountant. 
Sounds like Jocelyn was a real piece of work. I look at Stephanie and we both laugh. She was indeed, but some of us handled it more professionally than others. We hear sobbing now from the hallway and we all turn to the door. Sarah walks by, handcuffed, escorted by the detectives. Linda Goldman follows after them, repeatedly slapping herself on the forehead. Vera turns to me and grins. And so it's done. Is anyone up for a drink? Epilogue. Tuesday, March 12th. I knock on the door of Vera's office. Vera is on the phone, but waves me inside. I sit in the middle chair directly in front of her desk. Really? How odd. And did you find it? She covers the receiver with her hand and mouths, sorry. I wave away her apology, and she continues her conversation. Oh, well, yes, yes, of course. Thank you, detectives. That is most interesting. I perk up at the word detectives, and she gives me a thumbs up. I wait for her to finish. Well, I can't say I'm surprised, are you? Yes, I agree. I'll talk to the commissioner. Thank you, and have a good evening. She hangs up and grins. My apologies. No problem at all. How are the detectives? Sarah gave them a full confession. She said she didn't mean to kill Jocelyn, but did it on impulse. I scoff. That is likely true. And severing Jocelyn's middle finger? Did she explain that as well? She did, actually. Also on impulse. When she went to see Jocelyn, she had brought along with her a set of artisanal knives. She intended to get them sharpened in Williamsburg. Of course. I feel myself smirk in Vera's eyes flash. And would you like to guess where she disposed of the finger? She cocks her head teasingly and I start to feel warm. I decide to play along. Did she recycle it? Her eyes widen. Very good, Raymond Lee. Very close. She said she combined it with her composting and placed it in a community garden in Park Slope. But the detectives haven't found it yet. She holds my gaze for a moment. Then we laugh together to the point of tears. She takes a tissue from the box on her desk and wipes her eyes. Anyway, Sarah told the DA that she wants a deal. She would tell us everything she knows about Elt Lawrence's finances in exchange for a reduced sentence. Oh, interesting. Are you going to take it? I guess it would depend on what she knows, but it's not up to me. I'll meet with my commissioner tomorrow. She throws her tissue in the garbage. Anyway, let's go. I made a reservation for 6.15 at Francis Tavern. Excellent, thank you. But here, first... My heart beats faster and I hand her a rose-gold-colored gift bag from under my chair. She eyes it curiously. What's this? I clear my throat. It's nothing, really. Just open it. She looks into the bag and pulls out a matching rose-gold-colored cardboard box. She looks at me quizzically again. Raymond, you really didn't have to. Just open it. I think you'll like it. She opens the box and looks up, beaming. Mealworms. Are these organic? Yes. I stopped at Pacific Aquarium during lunch. She is radiant now. Well, thank you. I love them. And my plants will, too. 
Here, let's feed them together. Jittery with adrenaline, I stand up and join her behind her desk. We feed the worms to her plants, one by one. And for the first time in a long time, I wonder what might become.